0: We are so excited you're here again. If you're with us for the first time, we want to say welcome. Uh, This is not our normal setup. We are, I guess it is our normal since we've been back in person. But we are currently working on getting the HVAC uh, fixed in the auditorium, and we're doing everything we can to get the heat up today. But if you got a uh, a snuggie for Christmas, this would have been a good Sunday to bring it. So. Uh, But in just a few weeks, we're hoping to be moved back into the auditorium. You can keep praying for us in that as we uh, get Duke out here to finish some work for us. But man, I'm so pumped that you're here today. My name is Pastor Nick Newman. I want to say welcome. On the last Sunday of every year, we kind of take some time and do everything we can to uh, give our communicators a break, but also we believe in empowering communicators. And what that looks like for us is we take a weekend and we allow five communicators to teach. And those five communicators all have the opportunity to teach for about five minutes apiece. And what I want you to do with me this morning is I want you to cheer louder than ever for them as they come up and also want you to cheer for them as they leave. This is a great time for them to be able to use the gifts that god has entrusted them with and for us it's an opportunity to raise up more people who get to share jesus with the world we're not just a church that exists for me to teach you every single weekend we believe that god has called us to be a training hub for leaders that people would grow in their communication ability and use their gifts to really make a difference in the kingdom of God. And so uh, this morning you're going to hear from five communicators. I need you to amen. I need you to cheer for them. But I'm really excited about this first one. I'll be honest, um, she's an incredible individual. She has a great husband. Um, She's really great. It'll make sense why in a second. But uh, I've watched her grow and develop a ton over the years, and it's a privilege and an honor to introduce to you my wife, our first communicator. Help me welcome to the stage, Tori Newman.
1: Well, good morning, Propel Church. How we doing? Yeah. Woo! All right. Well, like Pastor Nick said, my name is Tori Newman. I am privileged and honored to be part of the team here at Propel, um, and more importantly than that, privilege and honored to be his wife. Um, thank you so much for everything you do, Pastor Nick. I just want to honor you for a second. And uh, woo, Yeah, that's right. Y'all can cheer him. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, thinking about what God has taught me in 2020, I went back to the beginning of the year. Back in January, we did 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I really sought after God of, all right, what do you have for me this year? It kept bringing me back to this word, remember. And I remember reading in, at the very end of Matthew when Jesus is getting ready to ascend to heaven. And he says remember I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I said, okay, cool. We're walking into 2020. I'm probably going to face something here and there. I'm going to need to remember that God is with me. And uh, we faced a couple things in 2020, am I right? <laughs> and, but as I got to the end of the year, looking back, I, I found this word remember meant something just a little different. And, and I feel like 2020 has been a lot like the Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years right after they got out of Egypt. Lack of food options, being around the same people day in and day out, grumbling, complaining because of lack of food options and being around the same people day in and day out, being upset at the direction and decisions of of leaders, and feeling like the last couple, however long, has been an eternity. But right before they go into the promised land, Moses grabs everybody together and he says this in Deuteronomy 8-2, he says, Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. He didn't say, all right, cool, we're done. We're headed into the promised land. You can forget everything in the last 40 years. No, he said, remember. We have been through some stuff this year. Some of us didn't think we were going to make it. Financially, it didn't look good. Some of you are just glad you're still married and the kids are alive. (laughs) We've been pushed and twisted and stretched past what we thought we were able to endure We've been squeezed, and we know what's in us because of what's come out of us. And some of that stuff wasn't pretty. We've seen some, some pretty rough stuff within ourselves, anger, bitterness, rage, jealousy. But here's the first point I have for you today is that we've had to face the worst of ourselves so that God could bring out the best in us. We have faced the worst in ourselves this year so God could bring out the best in us. And can I tell you that's true because I've seen it. We have had countless people bring to us more outreach opportunity than we had capacity for. I have seen you guys step up and be the hands and feet of Jesus this year in every opportunity that we had. This past Wednesday when you guys brought Outreach back, those bins overflowed because you saw what was in you and, man, you strive for what God had for you. You strive for the best. As we read after Deuteronomy, every single book of the Bible echoes this word, remember. And in Psalm 103, verse 2, it says this, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Now, COVID stopped a lot of things, but it didn't stop everything. Because I have seen people enter into new relationships. People are still getting married and having babies. People are buying houses, myself included. New jobs, and the list goes on and on. So some of you walking into 2021, you want to forget everything that happened in 2020. But my challenge for you is this. Instead of wanting to forget all the bad that's happened to us and those around us, let's remember all that God has done in and through us. Come on, let's celebrate that this
2: morning. Give it up for Tori. Way to go. Awesome job. Well, hey, good morning, Propel Church. My name is April Smith, and can I just say, I am so glad to see all y'all's faces in here this morning. It's so nice to be out of pajamas and, like, in here. Can I get an amen? Sort of. <laughs> so when Pastor Nick asked me to speak today, y'all, I panicked. I'm like, what do I know that I can teach you, and why in the world did you pick me? But initially I politely declined. I was like, mm-mm. But I prayed about it and thought about it and realized no matter how bad I wanted to back out of this, I couldn't. But to narrow it down to just one thing was impossible. So I made my list. And of course, I'm not going to follow the rules. So in the next five minutes or four minutes and 30 seconds, I'm going to share with you guys two things that God's taught me in 2020, which are to embrace change by trusting him and to surround myself with the right people. So point number one, embracing change by trusting God. I don't know about you, but I feel like this year has brought on a ton of change and a ton of firsts, but I'd also like to think that I've learned more this year than in several years combined. This year, I've started a new job. I've been through virtual learning, both for myself and my son. I've just gone through so many things and said yes to things that I never thought I could have the courage to do. We've even built a new home. We've moved. The list can go on and on, but I couldn't do it if i didn't trust god you see i hate change i have really bad social anxiety and could very well pass out while i'm up here so y'all save me if i do but god has me here um this year i've spoken at 21 days or yep 21 days of prayer Um, i've co-led small groups and i've done so many things and put myself in situations i never thought i could handle But God's taught me to embrace and welcome all these changes because if I didn't, I would miss out on things he was trying to teach me. And I remind myself through all of this that regardless if I think I'm not smart enough, strong enough, or confident enough to go through these changes, God says that I am. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Without God's strength, I would still believe I'm not enough. But he tells me that I am. He tells you that you are too. If we just change our perspective and stop thinking about the reasons why we can't do something and things that might go wrong, and just remember in the verse that I can do all things and allow God to use us, what a different place we'd be in. By trusting God and embracing change, I allow God to work in me. I find my hope and trust in God, knowing that when I step outside of my comfort zone, that's when he's growing me. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart don't depend on your own understanding. We sometimes have to remember to trust God, not with just a portion of our heart, but with all of it, and remember that it's not what we think is best, because when has that ever been better than what God had planned for us? But as humans, we can be stubborn, hard-headed, and go with our own plans and not with His, which leads me to point two, surrounding yourself with the right people. It is absolutely crucial to surround yourself with the right people, like Pastor Nick refers to as our biblical community. I like to call it my God crew. These are the people that can talk some sense into me. It's the right sense, the God sense. It's what he's trying to tell me, but I'm too stubborn to hear or believe. Last year, I made it a goal to change my career so I could be home more and really have an opportunity to make lasting relationships and lay that foundation for my biblical community. I prayed about it and I trusted God most of the way, but when I had my moments of fear, it was the people in my God crew that kept me on that path that God had laid out for me. Whenever I had opposition or doubt, I get those text messages saying, remember, this is what you prayed about. And let me tell you, God has a hilarious sense of humor to have me up, right here, up here right now. But without my God crew, I would have backed out. I wouldn't have embraced the change and trusted him to give me the strength to get through it today. And thank you, Lord, for getting me through two services. Amen. <laughs> So these friends won't let me say no because they see that God is behind whatever it is I'm trying to back out of. They see him working in and through me. My God crew sees potential in me that I can't always see. They encourage me, they mentor me, and they love me just for who I am, just like God does. It's that love that's kept me, for the most part, grounded in this year of change. I'll share with you my last verse, Isaiah 54.10. It says, for the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. How great does that make you feel to know that no matter what happens in life, God's love will always remain. And all of our uncertainties and changes we've experienced this year, God still loves us. He's our constant in 2020. So I just want to take a moment to encourage you to embrace change, to trust God, that know that he's got your best interest at heart. And if you need some good people in your life, Pray about it. Step out of that comfort zone and watch what God does.
3: Come on. Hey, let's hear for April one more time, guys. All right. Hey, my name is Ryan Tartamella, and I am privileged to be here with you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. What God taught me in 2020 is that we cannot rush his timing. So first, we're gonna do a little bit of an exercise. Look up at the screen for me, and everyone in here, raise your hands. It's gonna be easy exercise, I promise. Raise your hands. When you see a word on that screen that describes an emotion that you felt in 2020, go ahead and put your hand down for me. Now, if anyone in here still has their hands up, I need to understand the medical cocktail that you've been prescribed, because there's no way on God's green earth, anyone in here went to bed December 31st, 2019, and said, I can't wait to be sheltered in my home, see my country become more divided, have to decide where my kids can go and where they can't go. I can't wait to figure out how unemployment's going to work. So I chose this topic because God is not a God of accidents. And when I was approached to speak with you guys today, I was in Job. And in Job, we see a man forced to live by God's timing. So Job 1, 1 says he was blameless, a man of complete integrity. Job had seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, 500 female donkeys. (laughs) Some servants and a whole bunch of money. The imperative word here, guys, is he had it. Because Satan goes to God and says, you take it all away and he's nothing. Job 1, 13 through 18, Job loses his oxen, his donkeys, his servants, his sheep, and his kids. And Satan's going to come back in Job 2 and take away his health. So how does Job react? Job 1.22, in all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Now, it's important to hear what isn't in this verse. It doesn't say, in all of this, Job was super pumped. Because Job's going to spend the next 29 chapters feeling challenged, disappointed, frustrated, angry, hurt. So how do we handle things when our timing doesn't align with God's timing? We're going to build a house, guys. Four things. Number one, we learn to rely on God. This is the foundation. we got to get this one right. Job 36, 15, but by means of their suffering, he rescues those who suffer, for he gets their attention through adversity. Who here has not had their attention gotten via adversity in 2020? We learn to rely on God. Number two, we learn to seek wisdom. If relying on God's the foundation, seeking wisdom are going to be the walls that we wrap ourselves in. Wisdom is so highly sought after in the Bible, especially in Job. Job twenty eight seventeen, wisdom is more valuable than gold and crystal. It cannot be purchased with jewels mounted in fine gold. We get to choose how we react, and we need wisdom in order to do so. Number three, guys, we're going to learn to be patient. We built these nice walls. We need a door. We need a key to open it up. Patience is that key. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is patient with us, not the other way around. When I first read this verse, I thought, oh, God wants me to sacrifice my time so that others who aren't as advanced in their biblical walk as I am can catch up. And then the Holy Spirit smacked me in the face and said, maybe he's waiting on you. We learn to be patient. God is patient with us. Lastly, guys, number four, we learn to rejoice. This is a roof because we get to raise it, and we determine how high it goes Job 42.10, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. So guys, in talking with folks in 2020, there's one common denominator that I've found. And it's that either God has forced you to speed up or he's forced you to slow down. If he's forced you to speed up, maybe it's his way of showing you you're meant for more. Showing you those abilities and talents inside you that you can apply, that you've yet to do so. And if he's forced you to slow down, then maybe it's his way of showing you that you don't need X in your life. Maybe it's his way of showing you to focus on quality over quantity. And to focus on a little bit of this and not so much of this, because maybe it's holding you back from a blessing. I love you guys.
4: All right, come on, Ryan. That's such a good word. Well, my name is Carly, and I have the privilege of serving on the dream team here at Propel. This morning, I'm going to be in Psalm chapter 34. But before I jump into that, I want to give you just a little bit of backstory on where David was when he wrote this chapter. So, David, the author of Psalms, was on the run from King Saul. King Saul was threatened by David and was scared that he was going to take his place as king. So he's trying to kill David, and David is running from him trying to find somewhere safe to hide. In 1 Samuel chapter 21, we find David in the Philistine city of Gath. And David wasn't really a friend of the Philistines, so at this point, David had killed a giant named Goliath, who happened to be a Philistine, and David also cut his head off with a sword. So the Philistines really were not fans of David at all, but he finds himself in the Philistine city of Gath, trying to find somewhere safe, and then he narrowly escapes death after pretending to be crazy, so that the king, Achish, wouldn't have him killed. So David has had quite a rough time, like many of us have had, 2020 and David finds himself reflecting on this recent event in a cave with a group of some other people that who, whose situation is pretty hopeless also. So that's where we are in Psalm chapter 34. Now that you're caught up, I'm going to start in verse 4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. no shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles, for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. How many of us have found ourselves in a cave like David? We feel hopeless, our situation is hopeless, and all we need is for God to listen to us. I think that's a lot of what 2020 has been like for us. I think for a lot of us, our caves are very different. Some of us may be stuck in... In an addiction. Maybe we're stuck in that same toxic relationship that we were in in 2019 and we're still in it in 2020. And we're frustrated. Maybe we're overwhelmed with fear or with disappointment or we're still hurting over something that somebody did to us. Maybe we're holding on to that unforgiveness. Whatever it is, what I want to encourage you with this morning is the same thing that God has taught me in 2020 and what I think David is trying to show us in Psalm chapter 34 and that's that God is faithful. God is faithful. He always has been, always will be. Despite our circumstances, our fears, troubles, adversities, whatever else comes at us, whatever cave we're in, God is faithful. Psalm chapter 34 verse 17 says this, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The second thing I have for you is that God is faithful to meet us where we are. Even in 2020, even in this crazy year, God is still faithful to meet us right where we are. So what I would encourage you to do is get honest with God. If you feel like David felt in that verse that he says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. If that's you, get honest with God. Tell him what's overwhelming you. Tell him what you're scared of. Get honest with him and let him get close to you. The next thing that I have for you is that God is faithful to deliver those who call on him. God is faithful to deliver those who call on him. Psalm 34, 19 says, The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. How powerful are those two words, each time? God is not tired of you coming to him and saying, God, I don't know what to do. I need you. He never gets tired of that. The Lord rescues each time. Time. 2020 may have felt like hit after hit after hit, but the Lord rescues each time. This year I've had my spirit crushed. I've felt disappointed. I've felt confused. I've been afraid of what's going on around me in the world. But can I tell you that the only thing that has brought me out of that has been a God that rescues each time? I get honest with God. I let him know where I'm at, and I let him pull me out of it. So I'm going to read those first few verses to you again, but this time I want you to think about that cave that you found yourself in this past year, or the cave that you're in right now in this moment. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened he saved me from all my troubles for the angel of the lord is a guard he surrounds and defends all who fear him that same god that rescued david in psalm 34 is right here in this moment ready to rescue you he's done it for me over and over and over this year and he'll do it for you too
5: great word carly thank you so much so Good morning, everyone. My name is Chris Smith. I'm pr- just privileged to serve here on the Dream Team at Propel and also uh, privileged in closing us out today. And so when Pastor Nick asked me to talk about some things I learned in 2020, my natural reaction was I miss buffets. You know, that was like kind of like, you know, they just don't work for takeout and that Zoom meetings really aren't that exciting unless you pretend like your mic doesn't work and Really, like you're saying something really important, but nobody really hears it. And third, despite my lack of access to buffets, I, the COVID 1215 is real. I have found it. It is here. You can gain weight during this time um, without expecting it. So, um, but in all honesty, when I really stepped back and said, "Okay, God, what have you?" shown me in 2020? What have I learned? I was taken back, like uh, Tori and a lot of our communicators have said today, to, to the beginning of this year. And, and like many of us, I was challenged in 2020 to have a word for the year. And so I prayed about that and really sought what the Lord would speak to my heart on that. And the word was abide. Because I've, you know, Jesus says in John 15, 4, abide in me as I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. So 2020 was a year of abiding and I knew that, although little did I know how close I would actually have to stay. See, 2020 has been quite the roller coaster as I know it has for for us all. You know, it's this, this roller coaster of blessing and opportunity that led to fear. And this blessing that, that you know of getting to do things that I hadn't done before, and having time to do that, that led then to a failure or a frustration. And this blessing of, of just having just great time with, with family and friends that I hadn't had before, that led to confusion or even chaos and frustration so there have been tons of blessings and i want to acknowledge that and and i think we owe the lord praise for saying god you have brought us blessings in this year i have had that time been with family when you have a 16 year old and a 13 year old um then they're forced to spend some time with you that's kind of a cool thing a lot of times because they don't always choose to do that um to spend time with friends, I've had some wonderful opportunities to witness to other people that are struggling, that are going through tough, tough times, where you can say and share, where does your hope come from? Well, my hope rests in Jesus. So I can have those opportunities, and I celebrate that. But there have been tons of struggles too in positions of leadership. You know, you you don't know which way you're going. Um, that frustration of lack of focus, distractions all over the place, and a lack of balance has definitely been real. Do you know who had a good 2020 though? Honestly, dogs. All right, think about it. You're like everybody's been home more, right? So dogs have like full access to everything, right? We have an eight pound uh, ferocious dog named Tinkerbell who, um, you know, you re- and she has just loved life because somebody has always been there. So that means constant food and treats and attention. And she literally just follows us all over the place, wherever we go now. It doesn't matter um, what we're doing. She wants to be right there beside us. And you know what, God really showed me in that, man. If I'm going to abide in Him, I need to do the same thing, don't I? That that even when things are scary, that like she hates the rain. Tinkerbell hates the rain and um, the storms, and so when she's scared, she's right there, right? She's right there on top. Um, but when things are going good, she's right there too. She wants to be in the action. She wants to know what's going on. So if I really want to abide in in Christ then I need to do the same thing. When things are great, right there. When things are a struggle, I'm right there. Because everything that happens in life, I need Jesus to be right there with me. See, the prophet Isaiah tried so hard to bring the Israelite nation back to God. And so you hear in Isaiah him pleading that over and over. And in Isaiah 58 eight two he says this, Yet seek me day by day and delight to know my ways. Day by day, in every moment, to rest in him, to be still in him, to trust him see i've decided as we start a new year and i reflect on 2020 that i need to do a whole lot less worrying and working and a whole lot more waiting and watching i need to do a whole lot less stressing and searching and a whole lot more sitting and serving i need to do a whole lot less doubting and defying and do a whole lot more delighting in that day by day embracing Him in every moment. See, while 2020 changed all of us in some ways, Jesus hasn't changed. Hebrews 13 5 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever so he's not changed so for 2021 i've decided that i don't need a word i just need jesus in every moment in every circumstance every worry every joy as i seek him day by day and delight in him and his ways alone no i don't need a word i just need jesus So this morning, we have the opportunity. You have the opportunity, maybe for the first time, to give your life, your all to Jesus. Or maybe you've already done that, but you say this year is 2020 closes and 2021 is here. I want to renew that commitment. I want to just abide and stay close to Jesus. See, the great part is that This invitation is open to you and Jesus has already extended it to you. He's already accepted you just as you are. So today we're going to take an opportunity to invite him into your heart for the first time or to renew that relationship with him. So with all heads bowed and eyes closed, I would love to offer you the opportunity today to trust Jesus and place your hope in him. Here at Propel, no one prays alone, so we're going to pray together. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and my trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so I can have new life. Amen.